Sorry, I guess, for the shorter episode last time. I thought it was about average, but I've been informed it was short. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? What are we doing? What are, what are we how daring me? Um, I don't remember. So we're in Chinatown. Which is... But, seven- if, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't do it in the last one. Welcome to City Waves Cinema. That's America. I'm James. We're in Chinatown. Which is seven city blocks away. From downtown It may Manhattan. as well be six miles. It's, a, it's it's not far. It's not as far as I was thinking. But it's not close either. It's not the same thing. Mmm, maple coffee. Mmm, that does smell good. Mmm. Um, James made coffee on the break. All right. Going to make loud Just slurping sounds, apparently. I'm going to make out with my mug. Um, um so we're in Chinatown. The new wizard shoots needles, because we're in the middle of this wizard fight, in case you forgot. Um, and this new wizard that's entered the ring via the Sulak. Grimhold uh, shoots needles at Balthazar. And mm. this is why leather jackets are the best. Because Incredibly useful. Goes over and blocks it, doesn't penetrate the leather. Um, and then they kind of tussle, they end up outside... And then Sunlock sees Dave, and Dave tries to blend in with the crowd and pretend he's not a wizard. And he's like, yay! And then Balthazar yells at Dave and breaks his cover. Um, and so Sunlock takes his finger and starts tickling the dragon that's on his belt. poking at the dragon on his big belt. <laughs> Which is really the only way to phrase that sentence, because that's kind of what happens. And then the fucking paper dragon and all the people moving the paper dragon in the middle of the parade turns into a real dragon. Uh, which is kind of pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty cool wizard trick there. Pretty good, pretty good. And then he can, like, control it via his, like, abdomen. His strange belly taps. Um... And then we see the dragon, like, crash through buildings and, like, apartments and chasing Dave around. And all I've got to say, in this era of, like, (coughs) superhero movies and wizard movies and generally, like, superhuman fights that are happening, um... No one talks about it, but the poor mortal innocent bystanders whose lives just get wrecked and decimated by these battles. Oh, yeah. (coughs) I'm so sorry. You're dying right now. Yeah, I'm going to go have a coughing fit. Please talk. All right. So, (coughs) basically, the, the dragon chases him around and causes a lot of wanton destruction to the city, uh, eventually being brought down. By the combined power of Balthazar and a little bit of distraction run by Dave. I mean, Dave sets him on fire. Dave does set him on fire. He sets the dragon on fire. It was his first magic move. He did pretty... He did okay. Which is all it took. All it took was being okay. Um, well, it's all it took for him was that one dra- that one magic move to be like... Oh, yeah, because then... Okay, yeah, so they get the fucking... They get the Grimhold, they've got the ring, and they get out... And then Balthazar's like, all right, we made the deal. I'll take the ring back. You go on, live your life. But, you know, all the time he knows that, like, now 
now Dave's got a taste of the power and the and the fun, and he's like, of course he's gonna keep doing the magic. So they come to some sort of agreement. And it's like, where can we train? And he goes, oh, I know, we'll just do it in my lab. And so then they make the circle of Merlin in the lab, and they do like four training montages. Which I don't know if the professor that lets Dave use the secret hidden underground space is really going to be all that fond of him. Probably not. Scorching the ground, making weird runic symbols on it. Probably not, but then they did, like, do the Tesla experiment in there again later, and it just wasn't brought up at all. Um, we find out that, like we said before, Balthazar is a 777th level wizard, um, which <laughs> is a lot. heaven's number. Um, because the devil's number is 666. 666, and heaven's number is 777, um, which is just more like the movie declaring Balthazar to be... The good guy. A good wizard, and not a bad wizard. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Um. Came down in a bubble, dog. Get educated. Dave is just genuinely... <laughs> Dave is just genuinely funny for most of this movie. Um, he has really good lines, and they're performed very well. Um, and, yeah, that was my note. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> I do have a question for this movie, though. Okay. And it comes with this, because uh, as we go throughout this movie, and we find out more and more about Morganians and Merlinians and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Why are there more Morganians than Merlinians? Like, there's, like, so many fucking part of, like, the Morgana lineage that, like, Balthazar has to keep fighting and, well, like... think about this. Who would fuck Merlin? No one. That's right. Who would fuck Morgana? A lot of people. A lot of people. She was really hot. And Merlin, not remembered for being a hot wizard. Remembered for being a very middle-of-the-road dick. I mean... No one wants to fuck a middle-of-the-road dick. Young Merlin's kind of cute. Young Merlin? I'm basing basing all of this off the sci-fi show. <laughs> we The only Merlin we see in this movie is an ancient, dusty fuck. I mean, someone had to bang him at least once, because... Someone had to for the blood to do the thing, but... that I mean, that should, that should answer your question. No one that's, wants to fuck Merlin. That's fair. You know what, James? I didn't think about, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> the implications of Morgana being a hot lady and Merlin being hated by everyone who and knows And also, him. like, a seductress. Like, she's a well-known, like, fucking seductress. So, yeah, no, I, uh... Jezebel! I didn't think about the fact that Morgana's, like, a... A fucking... <laughs> All right. Morgana's a whore. All right. Never mind. I retract my whole... Now that we've done Thought this, process. now that we've talked about how Morgana's a whore, um, we do get these <laughs> this is a Disney movie. <laughs> we do get these training montages um, where Dave's constantly getting beat up by basically his own magic, um, and he eventually gets hit in the balls by his own magic after like being like, "See, that's what padding's for," because he almost got hit, but the padding blocked it, and then he lifted the padding up to go, "This is what padding's for," and got hit by a ricochet. And uh, I openly laughed out loud, and I was like, you know what? Some jokes will just never not be funny. And that's one of them. Guys getting hit in the nuts, always funny. Um, Balthazar 
is the teacher that I need in life from these training He'll montages. He'll just, like, shit in your mouth and then be like, you're making progress. Like, I need tough love. I need a tough love teacher. I need someone to not bullshit me. And Balthazar is that teacher. Balthazar also... It's the same... So, maybe part of the reason why people don't like this movie very much is because it's just a... The storyline is a bunch of chunks of other stories just mixed into one in order. And the classic, like, oh, you need to train, you have no time for distractions, you can't hang out with Becky, is one of those plot points. But slowly Dave is, like, convincing Becky that he's worth time. Uh, Which we see when he and Balthazar take a break from their training to go get sandwiches, because Balthazar hasn't eaten in ten years. That's true. And uh, he goes... Like, specifically to a... Like, Dave takes him to a specific spot and a specific bench, and Balthazar makes a note of, like, why... What's so important about this bench? Yeah, why this bench? And then Becky comes out and, like... Out of the radio station, like, across the street. Dave's whole brain just, like, shuts down and is, like, staring at Becky. And he's like, like, I forgot what magic is. There's a woman. And literally all I wrote was, it's my creeper bench, Balthazar. It's my creeper bench. This is the bench where I do stalking. Clearly. Um, and then I wrote the acting is too good in this B-rated movie. It, it, it's just really good. Um, and he, so Dave takes off after Becky, and after he yells uh, back at Balthazar to not eat his sandwich, and he goes and follows Becky. And then Becky and him go down in the subway, they're chit-chatting, and they get mugged. And the mugger doesn't take anything from Dave. It doesn't take anything from Dave. But he asked for Dave has this like super fancy ring on his hand and he does not steal it. And the mugger takes Becky's purse and her bracelet. A fancy bracelet. And takes off. And then Becky is naturally distraught. Yes. Like, I oh, was my grandmother's bracelet. So Dave's like All right, I can do a up. little magic and like takes off after the dude. And Dave can do just enough magic. Exactly the right variety and type and amount of magic is necessary to get the shit back. He accidentally, on purpose, stops the uh, subway exit rotary door from working, bouncing the mugger back into the subway station entrance, and pulls his knife again. And then they have some quippy dialogue all the while, like, Jay Baruchel's out here with his, like, arms like this because he's doing magic. this is with, his this magic. This is his magic pose as he just sticks his arm out. And uses the other arm to, like... this is, like, it's so funny. It's so dumb. It's, it's exactly what I wanted from a funny, dumb wizard. And he's, like, he, like, telekinesis is up a trash can... And, like, is waving it around. And then he oopsie accidentally lights it on fire. And the mugger hears it combust and turns to look. And he is like, wow. And then he turns back and he looks at Dave and he goes, are you seeing this? Because the trash can's on fire and floating four feet in the air. And he goes, yeah, the head's up. And then he hits him with the trash can uh, that is on fire. And it's really quite, it's dumb, but it's funny dumb. So it's perfect. The mugger gets knocked out. He takes the stuff and gives it back to Becky. And then Balthazar rolls up (coughs) and is like, hey, 
No distractions. Love is a distraction. Meh, meh, meh. We gotta go. Yeah, we gotta leave. Blah, blah, blah. And all I had after that question was, but did he eat Dave's sandwich? That's a good question. We don't know. And I just wanted to know. Um, And he... We get that little lecture, and then it's the next day, and Dave's still talking to Becky because the power of boners. More training, and then we set up a date with Becky for later that night. Well, yep. Uh, for 8 p.m. that night. And... He goes on, like, three dates with Becky. He does. In the course of one movie. That's really impressive that they managed to crunch it all down that hard without making it seem tacky and awkward. Um, my next note isn't until she's actually there at the lab. And yeah. actually, this is the date that he set up at the subway station oh, to yeah. help her study. Not at the sub... Not, right. Yeah, not, yeah. So, so this is the one he sets up with her at the subway station to help yeah. her study. She comes to the subway station... Uh, there's some chippy dialogue while she's there between Balthazar and Dave. Which, I don't know how she didn't overhear them, because, like, she knocks on the door, and they're still yelling at each other. Yeah. And then he goes to the door, and there's not, like... There's, like, some stairs, and then, like, a locked gate. And that's, like, the extent of the, like, protection for this big secret lab. And so how she did not hear them yelling about her... Suspend your disbelief, that's how. Okay, wow. Just just gonna movie all over your face, just like that. Um, and then Balthazar does my favorite... I think this is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Is <laughs> because he does... He's the, just... He just is, he's just a dick. It's great. It's fantastic, honestly. He comes up and, like, Dave's trying to talk to Becky, and he comes up and he's like... Dave, I thought we had plans to hang out tonight. And Becky's like, oh, am I intruding? And Dave's like, no, this is just my, uh... This is my uncle. And then Balthazar's like, Uncle Balthazar. And, like, it's just, just like, so well acted. And then eventually he's like, you know what? No, it's fine. You hang out with her. I've got to go pick up your anti-itch cream anyways. And then just Balthazar fucking bounces. Bounces immediately. No other statements or questions. I gotta go pick up your anti-itch cream. It was lovely to meet you. Gone. Into the wind. And Dave's just there like, I'll fucking end my own life right here. Fucking <laughs> so fucking funny. Excellent. It's so fucking good, dude. Fucking excellent. Uh, this is remarkably well acted. Just so well acted. Um, Becky and Dave study. And then Dave Sets shows her... Coils. His Tesla coils. And that is not a euphemism for his penis, although it should be. Um, he asks her to get inside his cage, and she Which goes... Is, once again, not a euphemism for sex, but it should be. She goes, wow, I've never had anyone ask me that before. And I was like, you know what, Becky, I'm really glad that no one's asked you to get into a cage before now. Um... So she gets in the cage. She does get in the cage. The Tesla coils make their music. And then he changes their frequency to make a different song, which is one that he heard while listening to Becky's radio station. She's like, oh, you wow. are listening. You listen. And I was like, what about Dave's personality would tell you that he was lying about listening to your radio show? It's also to be noted that he is a terrible liar, as told to him by multiple people. So many times. The same people will tell him multiple times that he's a bad liar and i don't know why that's like a trope that they decided to put in this movie but it is maybe it's because jay baruchel's face just always looks like he's trying to lie (laughs) so 
It's just, by nature, he would be a bad liar. Um, the writing is genuinely funny in this movie, is my next note. I just don't understand why it's so panned. Um, it's so good. My next note is, are you in Depeche Mode? We kind of skipped because over the part. we did skip over uh, Horvath recruiting this movie's Kmart brand Chris Angel. Who is this British dude? Australian. Is he Australian? He's Australian. This Australian dude who uh, has the black nail polish and definitely is like pulling off the uh, early the, 2000s Chris Angel The look. terrible like only facial hair is a soul patch. Um, he has blonde hair, which is not a Chris Angel look, but... It's dyed blonde, like platinum blonde. And it's all... F- floofed and shit. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's just horrible. It's very clear what they're making fun of. It's... John Turtletob saw fucking Chris Angel and went, you're a fucking douchebag, aren't you? And then he was like, I'm gonna make you in my movie, and you're gonna be a fucking douchebag. Um, and I think my line was, uh, or my, cause then, um, Becky, this is where the morning where Becky and Dave are hanging out. They set up another date. Um, she goes to yoga class, he goes to the bathroom, and then, yeah, uh, What was his fucking name? I don't know. Drake. His name was Drake. Drake, yes. Drake shows up, who is the young Morganian wizard who Horvath has picked up. And he goes, do you know who I am? And uh, Dave goes, no. Are you in Depeche Mode? And that's when I wrote the writing is genuinely funny in this movie. (laughs) It's just good. That's just good. That's funny shit. Um, We just said it and I immediately forgot. Then we have a wizard fight. What's his name? Drake? Drake. Drake uh, kind of bullies Dave around. Not, like, hard. Just a little bit. And then he's like, all right, come on. No, no, you're you're new at this. Like, hit me with your best shot. I want to see your best wizardry spell. Come on. And he, like, starts coaching him. He's like, did you click, like... Did, did you, you clear your mind? Like, are you doing the stuff? Like, are you... Did, no, no, take off the ring, put it back on, like... He, like, runs through, like, troubleshooting nervous spellcasters. That's a really fucking funny scene. And I just love that the young bad guy wizard is coaching the new young guy wizard, like, on how to do, like, proper wizard shit. It was just really funny, like... That's so good. And then, of course, Horvath shows up to ruin everyone's fun and is like, I'll kill you. Where is the gobbledygook? Where is the Grimhold? Um, and he, then he's all like, shut up. And I was like, you asked him a question and then you yelled at him <laughs> to shut up. So, um. Finally, Balthazar comes to the rescue. Traps. Traps Horvath in a mirror. Knocks. And- Another one of those, it's one of my favorite things that ever happens in movies is when there's like a nickname for a known move of some sort. Like in this case, it's the Hungarian mirror trap. Yes. And in the case of Sahara, it was the Panama where they blow up the boat in order to blow up two other boats. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I love when the, that particular trope pops up in movies because it's, it, adds like a relatable cool guy thing to a thing where you get to it puts the idea in your head that you could take something kind of mundane about your life put a fun nickname on it and just refer to it as that to spice up your life and i do that shit all of the time oh yeah specifically in video games oh okay So they trap Horvath, and then they knock out, um... 
Drake. Drake, and they bounce. Um, you have to try this. I have to try the you coffee, try apparently. It. It's, it's really good. Uh, Sorry, I interrupted the whole flow. Yeah, you, you really, broke my whole brain. It's really good, dude. James just bought new coffee, and he's been trying out I'm, the I'm new flavors. enjoying the shit out of it. Um, and then I don't really have any more notes until Horvath gets out of the mirror. So. Yeah, because my next note is Jedi Mind Tricks. My next note is Jedi Mind Tricks, too. Um, so eventually Horvath gets out of the mirror. Um, and he goes up to, like, the school resource officer and is like... Some sort of registrar of sorts. He's like, a student is failing my class. I need his file. And I was like, if you were actually the professor, you would have his file. But I digress. Ask. Um, and he's the kids are like, sure. Let, let me just see your staff ID badge. And the guys, Horvath just holds up his staff and goes, "You don't need to see my staff ID badge." And as I'm typing Jedi mind tricks, we pan over to Drake, who goes, "These aren't the droids you're looking for." And I was like, "Character made the joke before I can even type the fucking joke," and I'm mad about it. <laughs> I just wrote Jedi mind tricks followed by Jedi mind tricks. Um, and then we get. More training, followed by Balthazar storming out because Jade, Dave, yeah, because Dave doesn't want to do it. Like Dave's just not happy with he how it's going. He wants to have his date with Becky. He's having a bad time with wizarding. Blah blah blah. So Balthazar says, "You have you, you can have your date with Becky, but when I get back, you better be ready to work. You better be focused." Um, and then we get. A cleaning montage. A cleaning montage. Followed all, by magic cleaning. All of the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice scene in Fantasia. The, you know the one. The mops cleaning the stuff by themselves. The brooms cleaning the stuff by themselves. Clean, clean, magic everywhere. Um, and I wrote, this is the second uh, large-scale Disney Easter eggs everywhere scene in this one. Um I just wrote that, honestly, that's the first shit I would learn to do if I was a wizard, is, like, I would make my house clean itself. Oh, hell yeah. I, like, would, I would never do another fucking chore. If I, s tomorrow, woke up with magic powers, first of all, I'm never doing another chore. Second of all, I'm about to become the MVP at my job and not work. Third of all, I'm gonna do murder. For sure. Like, two or three people... You are I'm a super die. villain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a Gryffindor. Get your shit together. I <coughs> I have ambition to make the people who hurt my friends dead. Okay, that's still a Gryffindor trait. Though. I know. You're doing it out of chivalry and loyalty. I don't know about chivalry. It's a bad It's a bad thing to do, but I would do it. Loyalty. I would, I would, You're doing I would, it out of loyalty. Yes, It. yeah, yeah. There's people on the list, and they need to stop breathing. See, see, you started off in, like, Slytherin, the and then magic. you just jumped straight back into Gryffindor. I know where I lie. <clears throat> and then Dave goes while all of his little props are cleaning, and he takes a shower, and he does all this other shit, and I'm like, dude, you had ten minutes. When he started cleaning, before he even used magic, he had ten minutes. And he's, like, taking a shower and shit. Um... And then we go, and if you haven't seen Fantasia, which, first of all, what rock have you been living under? And second of all, I suddenly feel old, because a lot of you probably haven't seen Fantasia. Right. Um, 
what happens when you use the cleaning spell as the sorcerer's apprentice and you're not really in control of your magic is that the items you have created, per, like made personified, uh, go nuts. Go nuts. And they just keep cleaning and you can't get them to stop cleaning and you don't know the spell to make them stop doing the things they're doing. And so uh, his whole entire his science lab, lab is covered in water. And they're, like, scrubbing down his Tesla coils, and, like, there's sparks everywhere. And all and then, of his science equipment should be destroyed by now, I'm just saying. And then Becky shows up. Um, Becky's at the door, tip-tapping, and he doesn't have the situation under control, so he runs up there, and he rain-checks, but unch the date. He gets us in the, while he's doing this, he gets assaulted by mops. That are trying to clean him. One of them shoves itself in his ass. <laughs> he has pants on, but yes. It's, yeah. It's one layer of clothes away from being a jackass stunt. And uh, yeah, so it, eventually, he eventually works his way up to the Tesla coils and then it falls over, but doesn't drop all the way in. And it, it turns out Balthazar's there and he dispels the magic and defloods the lab somehow and it's and gives a lecture about like how you're not ready blah 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 this is why we're studying and then our hero has a nervous breakdown and goes nothing's working usual. like i i can't make it work i can't do magic i'm not the prime millennium blah 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 and, and he, he storms, storms out he takes off his old man's shoes and storms out the old man's shoes are important um he goes and creeps on his girl I wrote, who just walks up to coffee shop windows and she and looks inside? Through coincidence or not coincidence, if you go by this movie, sees him somehow, miraculously, BS, um, through a mirror, BS, um, and takes off after him. He goes to the top of the Empire State Building for reasons which also, by the way... I don't think it's the top of the Empire State. That's where the... It is... That's where, oh, the that where the eagle is. is, yeah. Fuck, I'm dumb. At least I'm like 97% sure that's where they're supposed to be. Um, so they both stalk each other. And he goes up there and he's just like... up the, It's Just so you know, you don't have access to the rooftops of buildings like all the time in New York City. Like TV will have you. No, you have you. to be filming a movie to have access to the rooftops in New York. Um, But they both get up there... He's about to chuck the ring off the side of the building, and right before he does it, Becky shows up, and he's like, whoop, whoop, and puts it in his pocket. He's like, what are you doing? Um, and so he's saved by the girl. Balthazar may dislike him being around Becky, but without Becky, he wouldn't have the ring. True. Just saying. Um, and all I wrote was, Becky is too a creeper, because she stalked him the entire way there. And then she admits to being afraid of heights, so he brings her close to the edge. I wrote, Dave is addicted to people with phobias. He... Yeah, for like the rest of the movie, he just has her do stuff up high. But I will also say, Becky is immediately not perturbed by heights anymore and just goes, wow. <laughs> like, not a amount of fear in her body. Not even a little bit of bother. It's so dumb. Uh, and I don't have another note until they get in the car to chase down Horvath. Um... Well, we find out that Horvath was also in love with Veronica, which Balthazar was in love with Veronica, mm. and that's kind of how this whole fucking fight started. And I wrote, it's always about fucking boners. Like, 
wars, fights, everything generally comes down to women being evil seductresses and men not having control of their boners. Boners. <laughs> that's that's about all of history can probably be yeah summed up by those two things um and so yeah we're um sorry brain dead Horvath shows up at the lab um while Balthazar's still cleaning up after Dave's mishap and him and his little Morganian goon are there to take the Grimhold. They take the Grimhold successfully. Like, very little effort. Um, Chris Angel wannabe locks Balthazar against the coils. And then Horvath just finds the Grimhold and then they roll out. Um, right as they roll out, Dave shows up to save Balthazar from being hit by some knives that were thrown at him and they team up together and all is forgiven because love because now Dave understands the power of boners is now understood that Balthazar was once in love and so they are kindred spirits because they both have felt love which is about which is still not as dumb a reason to partner up with someone as uh, them, both your mothers being named Martha. So, <laughs> you know. Um, Get shit on, DC. Which, the next dumb thing they do, though, that might not be a dumb thing, but the next dumb thing they do is they bring Tank, Dave's dog, on this extreme car chase wizard fight. The best part about it, too, is that, like, there's no... Nothing happens with Tank. Like, they bring him, and he's inconsequential to the rest of the chase. They mention every once in a while, like, hang on, Tank, or I've got you, Tank. But, like, why? Why'd we gotta bring Tank into this? Tank was fine. Tank was chilling in the lab. Tank didn't need to fucking be there. Right. Um... Both wizards changed their cars into fancier sports mode cars, and I just wrote, fuck yeah, sports mode. And this chase through Manhattan ensues. Um, and not really anything happens in the chase of note. Like, Balthazar and Dave don't get the Babble D book back, the Grimhold. Um, and, yeah, like... It was a cool scene, but, like, plot-wise, not a lot happened. You could cut that whole scene out, and it would not make a difference. I mean, it was cool and all, but not... No, yeah, nothing really goes on. Um, we do get, at the end, as the reason they do get away is Horvath changes a random stranger to look like Veronica, which breaks Balthazar's focus. Straight up fucks Balthazar up, dude. And I was like, you got fooled by that basic-ass bullshit, Balthazar. Your level 777 blah-blah-blah wizard ass got fooled by a basic disguise spell. Nothing is stronger than the power of boners. You know this. Um, you know this. 
And so him and Dave really bond over, like, this whole, like, Veronica and Becky situation. I just wrote that the power of boners once again bamboozled the good guys. And I was like, oh, yay, bonding. Um, and so we find out that Horvath is about to release the next witch from the Grimhold, which is uh, my all-time favorite, one of my all-time favorite literary characters of all time is Abigail Williams from The Crucible. Fucking psycho crazy badass bitch. Love her. Shouldn't. Says a lot about my personality. I had a lot of concerned teachers. Um, in high school, but I fucking love Abigail Williams. Uh, he, in order to release her, needs more power, so he takes out um, Chris Angel wannabe and takes his little power device um, and releases Abigail Williams, who I didn't even remember was in this movie. And like I said, I've seen it a couple times, and you would think that I'd remember my favorite literary character is in this movie. You want to know the reason I forgot she's in this movie? Because she's in this movie for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. She really makes the smallest of appearances. You have the cool, like one of the coolest fucking characters of all time who could be a really badass witch to like see on in this movie. And all she does is kidnap Becky and then uh, Horvath kills her and takes her powers. He also kills and steals the powers of Drake. I already said that. Oh. Good to good to know you're paying my attention. Notes, my notes did not include that, so I was like, ah, oh, I need to harken back to that because I remembered it. But look, they, like they're not in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. In my notes. I wanted to see Abigail do more Abigail shit because she's I mean, crazy. she did. She did look crazy. She did look worth. crazy, but she's actually like really fucking smart. Like I, I just, I, I'm, she's a cool character. I wanted to see her. Um, do character shit and after hearing the characters pronounce Morgana Morgana so many fucking times is when I finally wrote my note because it finally just like broke my psyche I was like it's Morgana and that's when I wrote my whole wizarding joke but it's fine and um Dave and Balthazar roll up to it's like Drake's condo or whatever that they show up at to get the grim hold and um Balthazar gets stuck in the Persian rug trap technique or whatever it's called. Ah, slow Persian rug. Yeah, something like that. He thinks I'm old-fashioned. Fucking great dialogue. Um, So funny. And then Dave finds Balthazar, who's holding Becky hostage, and is basically like... He trades the ring... For Becky. For Becky. And... Damn love interest is always getting in the way. I literally wrote, well, that was easy for the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then finally, Dave comes clean about magic to Becky. Yep, he tells her everything. Um, and it, he does it poorly. He's bad at explaining magic, but that just adds to his character charm. And then Balthazar takes off and is like, I'm going to go do this alone because now you don't have magic. So, like, I have to. And, like, Dave's like, no, you can't. Like, you literally can't. It's like, you said it yourself that you cannot beat um, Horvath and Morgana. And then he does, this is my last hidden Mickey for this one. Well, until the end scene. But he, like, falls off the building, um, which in the same 
style as Aladdin did in Aladdin, so another hidden Mickey. And then Dave calls Bennett and is like, Hey, hey good job, it's not Benet. Hey, go get the Tesla coil stuff. I need to go to the lab. And like breaks up. A romantic evening that Bennett is having. Also, Bennett is a way better friend than I was, because if some ran- like, if my friend just called me up and told me to do this random thing with, like, no context, and I was in the middle of a date, I'd be like- Uh, fucking no? I'd be like, okay, cool, let me- when I get to it. Um, sure. But no, Bennett goes and does it, and then he tells Becky that he needs her to, like, go away, because it's not safe, but man, fuck Bennett, right? He can show up with the Tesla coils to the wizard fight. Yeah, Bennett, we're- yeah, Bennett can risk his life and limb. Um, and then Becky's like, no, I want to help. And so Dave's like, cool, go climb to the top of this building, girl who's afraid of heights, and move the satellite dish so you disrupt the circle that Morgana's using. And I was just like... Stop being such an asshole to the people with the fears. So then wizard fights happen for some time between Horvath and Balthazar, and nothing really comes of this particular fight um and eventually the girl who is afraid of heights uh managing with little to no problem moving the satellite dish at the top of this building which isn't even like on the side and she goes and twists it no it's like dangling she has to climb like a scaffold and kick it with her foot and i was like yeah sure this girl's afraid of heights i am have a deep fear like a phobia of bugs and I don't know how much I'd be willing to save the world if someone was like, hey, I need you to reach your hand in this pile of bugs and, like, twist this knob at the bottom. I'd be like, well, <laughs> GG, guys. It's been great. This world's bound to end sometime. I'm out. And this is why I'm not in Gryffindor. I'd probably end up doing it, but... Mm. Um, so, yeah. Doesn't bear thinking about. And then... Um, Dave shows up to have his big showdown with Morgana. Well, Dave shows up and uses his Tesla coil to blast, uh, Horvath's cane out of his hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, separating him from his... Magic. Magic, uh, and then he kind of just sort of disappears. Yeah, we Uh, don't really know what happens to Horvath. Horvath just sort of vanishes. Um, and then... Fucking... The eagle takes the bull that the was eagle. chasing Balthazar. Yep. Morgana's thing's disrupted because Becky kicked the satellite. She gets mad. Um, Dave separates Morgana from Veronica. Or not Dave. Uh, Balthazar separates Morgana from Veronica. So now they're two separate entities. And then Morgana goes... Ha, 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 I'm free now, and, like, shoots Balthazar in the chest a couple times, throws Veronica. Now it's just her and Dave. Um, uh, yes, the epic showdown you all expected. It's the seductress Morgana versus Dave, the physics student. And, like, level 2 wizard, maybe. Level 2 wizard, but with a level 100 wizard ring. Surprise, he doesn't have the ring on. Yeah, because Horvath took it, so... Because story... Um, she's about to, like, shoot fire and, like, burn them all to a crisp, and Dave just unlocks his prime Merlinian power of not being able to, or being able to use magic without the ring and shields them from the fire, and then he starts throwing lightning everywhere and making, he, Morgana thinks he's missing, but what he's actually doing is hitting 
cables throughout the park that are going to make Tesla coils out of the lanterns so that he can use his electricity to, like, fry Morgana. Um, and all I wrote through all of this is achievement, achievement unlocked, because he got his prime relief power. <laughs> and then, get it, Dave. And then, um, our good guys win. He zaps Morgana with the Tesla coils. She dies. He uses the same electricity to restart Balthazar's heart, because Balthazar died. Um, Balthazar gives Veronica the necklace he's been waiting to give her for a thousand years. Uh, Dave and Becky kiss their boyfriend and girlfriend. And, uh, end the movie. Credits roll, and at the very end of the credit roll, we see, uh, Horvath's hat in a shop somewhere, and then... Next to the classic Sorcerer Mickey hat. Yes, next to the Ensign hat. Uh, and... We see a figure we are supposed to believe is Horvath, uh, picks Pick it up it. and puts it on his head. And we see a flash of his cane. Yes, we as see he walks by. His cane. And I said, ah, oh, the sequel setup that we will never come to see play out because the movie did not it, do well. It bombed at box office, which is a fucking crying shame. Because you know what? The dialogue was tremendous the whole way through, and it just was so good. It was just genuinely like, it was kind of like Ocean's 8 for me. Like, it was just a Good, cute movie. I thought it was better than Ocean's 8. It, it was better than Ocean's 8, but I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, the movies we've been watching recently, we haven't had a lot of bad things to say about them. They're That's true. They've just been genuinely good movies, which is a rarity on this channel, because normally we're talking so much that we're having to, like, cut ourselves off or cut things out, and this these two were more trying to, like, keep talking to, like, stretch out the time. So it's just, I don't know, it, it's just genuinely been refreshing to watch really good movies. Thanks to our live chat for picking out some stellar ones. So what, we talked about what IMDb rated this movie, James. What would you rate this movie? Um, I'd give it a 7. It's I, not the best movie I've ever seen. There's not nearly enough star power in it to really like flesh out those side characters and make them like relevant. Like, I think you keep Nick Cage and Jay Baruchel. I think you get, oh, God, it was 2010. Who was a popular girl next door in 2010? I'm telling you, Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere? What's Hayden Panettiere look like? Blonde. She just would have <laughs> been a bigger name, Becky, really. Which she did play in, like, some... She did some superhero shit. She did, she, I mean, she was in Heroes. But she also, uh like played like the young young love interest for in quite a few things like I love Beth Cooper or I love you Beth Cooper and stuff like that. Um I think she would have done great. I think she was probably doing Nashville right now, which is probably and she was older. She so. was also doing American Dad and Alpha and Omega. Yeah, she was doing a lot of shit. She was doing a lot of shit. She and was she very, was in Heroes 2009 2010. Yeah, she was very busy and very expensive at and this time. And she was time. doing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Very busy, very expensive. Yeah, she was doing a lot of shit. Um, you could have gotten one of the Trachtenbergs. Could you have gotten Anna Kendrick? Mm, how, no. how young was Anna Kendrick in 2010? Uh, Twilight. That's how young Anna Kendrick was. She was in Twilight. Well, she would have been old enough to be in it. Yeah. She could have done it. Young Anna Kendrick. She could have done it. Um, she was busy doing Twilight. Yes, yeah, she was. 
Um, Gosh, yeah, I would have uh, I would have kept Alfred Molina as well because he's fabulous. Uh, he did a really good job. I would have replaced Drake with someone of note from 2010 and not that random guy. Um, you know, it would have been really funny to have Daniel Radcliffe do it. That would have been funny, or... Well, like, uh, having Daniel Radcliffe and Now You See Me, like, the other wizarding movie was just... I mean, it wasn't a wizard. It was a magician movie, but, like, that was always really funny to me that they had him as, like, the bad guy. It would have been guy. funny if they got Chris Angel. <laughs> and they were like, can you just, like, can we just pay you a bunch of money to lampoon yourself, please? Because that's some shit that Chris Angel would do. <laughs> Chris Angel was busy running his own Vegas show at this point. He did not have time. Yeah. All the people we want to put in this movie just genuinely did not have time, and that's how we ended up with the cast we got. <laughs> yeah, I think with a better cast of, like, the side characters, it would have done better, but overall, the dialogue's so good, you could slot fucking half-wit nobodies in there, and it, it would have still been great. It was so well-written. It was so well-written. The plot's mediocre, but that's, like, what I kind of expect out of Disney at any point in time, is a mediocre plot with good dialogue. Uh, so this is exactly what I expected, and I would rate it a 7. I'd probably also rate it a 7. A little bit higher than IMDb. Definitely higher than, like, what people said about it. And I also enjoyed it more, like, this time watching it than I had when in the past. Because I think in the past I just, like, put it on as, like... Filler? Background. Yeah, background, like, while I was doing, like, laundry or something. And so I didn't really, like, pay all that much attention. But there's just some really genuinely funny lines in this movie. I, I think, are you in Depeche Mode is still like, that's going to be like an all-time favorite line. I'm going to start saying that shit in real life when I see like emo kids, especially nowadays when emo kids don't know who Depeche Mode is. I'm absolutely going to ask these young Machine Gun Kelly stands, are you in Depeche Mode? <laughs> I think my... I'm like, I don't know who that is. Ah, that tickles me. That tickles my fancy. James thinks he's hilarious. Uh, we gotta wrap this shit up. And that is this episode. <laughs> uh, our live audience <laughs> chat voted for us to watch Ghostbusters. I believe it's called Afterlife. Um, the new Ghostbusters movie that just came out like last year. So we'll be watching that. Yes, it is Afterlife. I'm so smart. Next time, see you, listen to you, hear you, talk to you then. Goodbye.